Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Hallie, and welcome back to another episode of Wholeheartedly. So, for this week, um, this is kind of a hard episode topic for me to talk about just because it is super, super personal, and it's kind of an emotional topic for me to talk about, and I've never really discussed this with anybody before, so we're about to get really deep into things, and I thought I would just say I had another like topic and idea for this week's episode, but that was going to be on my entire fitness journey, which I will definitely, definitely talk about in this episode, of course, but my friend Paige, shout out Paige, I know she's always listening and you guys have definitely heard me talk about her before, she wanted to kind of be on that episode with me and I definitely want her here to kind of talk about that with her as another point of view. So when we end up getting to do episodes together or I'll eventually have her on the podcast, we'll save that topic for another time. And if you guys hear me get a little bit nervous talking about this topic, that is just because it's so personal to me. Like I said, I've never really talked about this before. So this will be my first time putting (laughs) my thoughts out loud. Oh my gosh, I'm like getting so nervous. I don't know why, but this is clearly... A topic that doesn't necessarily get discussed all the time. So if you couldn't already tell by the title for this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my struggle with self-esteem and my history with a lack of confidence, basically. And I'm just going to disclaim that obviously confidence and self-esteem is not necessarily a tangible thing. Obviously, we can't see it ourselves or you might not have noticed if you guys follow my Instagram or social medias that this was necessarily a thing that I struggled with in the past and if you know me personally I've always been very extroverted, very outgoing and it may not have ever seemed like I was insecure in any type of way but obviously oh my gosh I've said that so many times already this is something that is like very personal deep down and if I do struggle with insecurities, it's not necessarily a thing that I want to put on display or talk about with a lot of people. So I figured it was worth mentioning that this is a topic that I'm not necessarily excited to talk about, but I know that it's kind of necessary and evidently everybody has a different story. They Everybody has different insecurities, different things that they struggle with deep down, and I wouldn't go as far to say that I've had deep, deep struggles with this. I never became severely depressed because of my insecurities. I would definitely be down and out on myself and feel bad, but it never impaired my ability to function as a human being, basically. So it was never an issue that even my family pretty much knew about. I'm sure, obviously, My mom and dad knew that I was struggling with certain insecurities while I was in middle school and high school, as every single person does, and there was definitely a point in my life where my mom was like, we need to get you help, like, you need therapy because something's not right in your head, and it it never came to that point, but I just figured it goes without saying that everybody's going to have a different insecurity, a different struggle and a different feeling towards self-esteem. So where you might look at me and be like, there's no way you couldn't have insecurities or there's no way you struggled with self-esteem. Like you're so confident or you post all the time on social media or I know a lot of times people think that you can't have certain, 
I keep saying insecurity, but that's pretty much what it is. Like, you can't have anything to be down on yourself about because you're so vain or you post so many pictures of yourself or how can you hate the way you look if you're taking selfies every day? And there was definitely a point in my life where if you were on my Instagram or my Snapchat in high school, obviously I would take like a daily photo or a selfie in the car or this or that. And I know it's super easy to judge from the outside that it's impossible for her to think that she looks bad if she's posting a selfie every day. But mind you, in those photos, I had probably on a ton of makeup. I wore so much makeup in high school. I don't even know how I did that back then at like six in the morning. But somehow I did. I would wake up super early with probably two hours. I don't know why I knew my parents hated me for needing two hours to get ready all the time. If you knew me back then, you def know that was like a character flaw because I would have to set aside two hours before I did anything just so I could get ready. And now I could roll out of bed with 10 minutes to go and be ready to do anything. So I used to wake up mad early in the morning. I would do anything to my hair. I was really into braiding and curling and all the stuff. I would pick out a cute outfit and then throw on a load of makeup. And I'm talking like full foundation, concealer, big bronzer, like mascara, eyebrows done. It was insane. I don't know how I did it. But I would wake up every morning, put myself together for literally high school. And at this point in my junior and senior year, I maybe went to like four or five classes. And that was just because I had like a shortened schedule. I didn't have as many classes, obviously, in my last two years of high school. But I would go for four hours a day to high school and make sure I had on a full face of makeup, hair done, and an outfit just so I could like take a photo in the car before I entered school with a Snapchat filter on it. And I would post like every day. And thinking back, I was so not myself, or at least who I am now. And I think that goes for everybody. You're not who you are like two, three, four years ago. And I look back at that girl and uh, if you guys don't know, Snapchat memories obviously reminds you on like this day, two years ago or whatever. And I see these photos and I'm like, who is she? Like, how did I have the motivation to do that every day? And back then I thought I looked so good. And I'm not saying that I was ugly. Like I never think thought I looked bad. Obviously, we all have those photos where we look back and we're like, oh my god, like what was I thinking? But at the time, I never thought I was ugly. I still don't think I was like necessarily ugly, but I just think of myself now and it's a totally different person from back then, meaning confidence-wise and I think of who I was and how I was and who I was surrounded by two or three years ago and how the people that were around me put me down, how I just didn't feel good about myself physically, mentally. I was under a lot of stress with a lot of work. And basically to get to the whole point, when I look back on myself how many years ago, I think of this facade that I basically put on for everybody that I seemed confident from the outside, but deep down I was really struggling with who I was as a person, who I wanted to be. And I think where I am now, I'm definitely ready to reflect on my struggles with self-esteem now that I've recognized them completely. At the time, I knew I was struggling. I knew I wasn't necessarily overly confident and I had a lot of issues. But now that I can recognize and pinpoint why I had those like feelings and thoughts, I think I can definitely share some of these ideas with you guys. And I will be getting into some specific things that have definitely helped me feel confident from the outside, from the inside. So if you guys kind of want to listen in, just keep paying attention. I promise I'll get there. And if you guys have anything to comment or share with me, please feel free to DM me. I would love to listen. But let's get right into this episode. 
Alrighty, so because this is such a personal topic and I've never really talked about it before, I'm gonna admit that I really don't have anything written or planned for this episode. I normally have notes that I go by or things to kind of help me keep on track or ideas that I come up with when I'm planning to record. But for this epi, I kind of am winging it and I figured that was just the most natural and organic way to express my feelings. So please forgive me if I happen to go off on a tangent or I sound a little bit ranty because this is just again, me kind of being nervous to talk about these things and admit them. And it's also my first time verbally pinpointing times in my life where I've kind of fallen off. I was going to say fallen off the rails. That's just me being dramatic. But times in my life where I didn't necessarily feel like myself or I realized that there's been external influences on my happiness and confidence as a person. So the first thing that I really have to say is there's not an exact time in my life where I flipped a switch and everything turned around for me and I all of a sudden became more confident and loved myself. That just didn't happen. There was no definite date and time where I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm happy. I love who I am. Didn't happen like that. And it goes without saying that a lot of people in high school definitely struggle with confidence. I mean, people can just be outright mean and girls are mean and I think a big part of me struggling with confidence had to do with being on the dance team in high school so if nobody knew this I was on my school's kickline team for four years in high school and obviously kickline was a full girls team that's not the case for every school but at my school it was an all-girls team which in itself could be really hard I mean, a lot of high school teams that are, you know, girls teams are all girls, but kickline is just another, like, another breed of sport. (laughs) People are going to hate that I called it a sport, but being on kickline, it was very clicky. Obviously, it's girls from all different age groups who had known each other prior. A lot of these girls danced at the same studios, so they came in with preconceived ideas of who their friend groups would be and people that they had already known their entire lives. So that was already hard going into it, and I wasn't a huge dancer growing up. I was a gymnast, and I played, like, lacrosse, I played soccer, I played field hockey, I did everything. And so me trying out for kickline was just going on a whim, being like, okay, I'm good at gymnastics, I did dance when I was little, like every other girl. But I kind of came in at a disadvantage, being that so many girls were already on competition teams at their external dance studios, and they came in with friends, and all of these tricks, and tools and like different techniques and I was blindsided but somehow I made the team as a freshman which was kind of unheard of there were like only four freshmen when I made the team in high school and a lot of these girls obviously had been on the team prior if they were older in other grades and then the girls that were coming in with me had been dancing their entire lives and knew people on the team already so automatically I felt like an outsider and I was very kind of I would say extroverted, like I was outgoing, so it wasn't hard for me to make friends. I made friends kind of very quickly, which was great. It was awesome. I had a really good friend group, ninth and 10th grade, and I got along really well with mostly the older girls, which was always a trend in my life, still is. I always get along better with people who are older than me. A lot of my friends are older than me still to this day, and so that already was kind of a disadvantage because soon they would all graduate. And I had to kind of start from square one again. And I have to say in high school, I had a really good 
solid group of friends. Like I had my best friend who had been my best friend through middle school. And then we grew a bigger friend group with like five of us. And then we were just like the solid five. I was going to say like the fabulous five. But basically I had a really good friend group. And not going to lie, I felt really confident in my friend group because out of the five of us, some might say I was like not the most popular, but I was definitely more well-known. I had friends in other friend groups at school. Like I was always friends with athletes or the cooler quote-unquote people. My mom worked at my school. I knew a lot of upperclassmen. And so I kind of led my friend group into meeting other people. I then got into a long-term relationship in 10th grade and it was great. It was a great relationship until the very end. It was horrible towards the end. But being in that relationship, we broadened our friend groups because he happened to be on football and basketball and he was like captain and like he knew a lot of people. He was also older than me. So that introduced my friends and I to a bunch of new guy friends and we would go out and my social life was pretty much thriving. I felt happy on my kickline team. And although I look back now and I think I looked so ugly and gross, I think I felt good about the way that I looked back then even though I hate it now, I definitely didn't think that when I was in like 10th grade and stuff and maybe my junior year. But I would say I started to notice that I felt less than being on kickline just because I was super short. I was always like the end of the kickline or towards the end because I was very petite. Being a gymnast and like playing lax my whole life, I was kind of stubby and stout, but I had very strong quads, like I had very thick legs. And although I had like a six pack and I thought I was killing it and I looked great on my own, being compared to girls who were like five, seven in high school and who were like Victoria's Secret model height and huge like kick line girls and dancers and beautiful physique, I just felt very masculine next to them. And I didn't always have the prettiest face. So I would say starting like 10th, 11th through 12th grade, I became really into makeup. I loved it, loved it. Now, today, I barely wear any makeup ever. But back then, I used to love doing eye makeup and wearing bronzer and highlighter. And that was like the whole deal. I also really loved doing hair. I still like doing hair. But back then, I was really into it, doing it every day. And I felt like I needed to do all of that just to feel feminine. Because my physique didn't make me feel feminine. I had very strong arms muscular shoulders to the point where my coach actually called me Buffy um, because I was strong. And although I was like petite and I would be in a lot of the lifts, I was probably like most broad-shouldered, biggest biceped girl on the team. So they would call me Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Buffy the Kickline Slayer. And although it was all in good fun of just like it being a funny nickname and a joke and they didn't necessarily mean it to offend me. If anything, they were kind of like jealous and my coach would say all the time like, damn, I wish I had your arms. It made me feel like kind of insecure and that was just (laughs) because I did gymnastics my whole life and I played very athletically driven sports and I didn't grow up doing like tap dancing, obviously, which isn't a very rigorous sport. It's not really a sport, but a rigorous activity. And so right off the bat, I felt like you know, a little bit more manly. And now I'm so happy. I love my arms. I work really hard to work out and have the body that I do. But back then, I definitely didn't think I was in bad shape. It was just in comparison to everybody else. I didn't feel as obviously feminine. I also want to mention that 
in high school, I never really thought I was in horrible shape. Like I just said, I was in pretty damn good shape and being on a sport in high school, pretty much kick line was all year round because we had football season in the fall, then we had basketball season in the like winter time going into the spring. And then in the spring was really when our competition season was. So kind of went from like January to then probably March or April was our season because we would go to regional competitions. Then we ended up doing nationals and stuff like that. So Kickline was pretty much a three-season sport where we even had practice on weekends like other teams do, and we would condition. We would literally do a kickline with five-pound ankle weights on our feet. We would do wall sits. We would run. We would do huge conditioning sessions, especially on weekends or like the first 30 minutes of our practice every single day. So I was obviously still athletic, working out probably more than even the average sport because we did have those huge conditioning and strength building sessions, but I never thought I looked bad, but until I would take pictures with teammates and they were a lot thinner than I was, or I would just be really self-conscious, mostly about my legs. I would be a little bit self-conscious about my height, but my legs were definitely a lot thicker, and although they were muscular, like I had really strong quads and really huge calves, in comparison when everyone's wearing like black leggings and you're standing in a line one by one it's it was super noticeable to me how like thick I looked and now being thick is like the in thing like having a big butt is great but when I was in high school I really wanted to be stick thin and like five nine with zero meat on my body and now I look and I'm like they look so sickly like why did I ever want to do that and now that I'm in college when you look back on your high school photos you're like oh my god I was so tiny back then But in my mind, I thought I was so big in comparison. So I was conditioning every day. I would wear makeup and I don't even remember why I wear so much makeup because then I would just go to practice after school and sweat and it would be like so gross. And I'm just thinking of how I'm so blessed that I didn't get horrible cystic acne from such horrible habits like that. But that's another thing I should mention because I'm going to be talking probably about skin in a little bit too. But in high school, I never had horrible skin. So knock on wood, like that was great for me. It was something that really didn't affect me too badly until like senior year, I would say, where even then it wasn't something that I dwelled on. It was just something that happened and it was kind of normal. But again, I wore so much makeup to cover it up. And now I think, ew, that's so gross of me, but you guys get the gist. So high school was rough. And then when it came to my senior year, I was out of my long-term relationship. I was hanging out a lot with guys or people who were in college when I was in senior year. And I pretty much lost my core friend group where it was like the five of us. And it's totally fine. There's like no bad blood now, or at least on my end. But it was something that really affected me back then. Obviously, when I had spent like the last four years of high school and then even with like my best friend, the last three years of middle school, and I had known these people forever for like seven years now, it it hurt a lot to lose your core group of people midway through senior year. So I would say it probably happened like when I got back from nationals that year which was probably March-ish I want to say February or March and so the rest of my year was rough I found myself in a new friend group which was kind of the reason why my former friend group kind of dissolved and diminished just because I was holding on to these friendships meanwhile I felt like I was doing a lot of the work which is a lot of pressure on somebody I was in a lot of hard classes. I was taking a bunch of AP and college courses. Like I always did my entire high school career. And I did that while juggling tutoring jobs, working other two jobs outside of school. And it became a lot. Like I struggled a lot. Maybe 
I wouldn't necessarily say anxiety because I was never diagnosed with like anxiety and I hate to throw that word around, but definitely a lot of stress and pressure, especially my mom being in the school. My parents expected a lot, still do, which was never a problem, but it was something that dwelled on me and weighed on my shoulders. So now that I've lost all of my friends and I kind of felt like I was holding on to these friendships and I was the only one putting in all the work, like if I didn't text in the group chat to be like, hey, let's do something or let's hang out nothing would happen, like, we wouldn't do anything, so I kind of let go, I was like, well, I'm kind of tired of being the only one, you know, putting an effort into this huge friend group, and then I found myself really fitting in with another friend group, which was great, I'm still friends with a lot of them today, and obviously one of those people is my best friend, Paige, um, so after I'd met this great group, the rest of my senior year was awesome, like, I really didn't have anything bad going on, until like prom. Prom was a little bit rough for me. It wasn't a bad time. It was just like a weird period. And then graduation was like not necessarily the best day. Like I don't look back being like, oh my gosh, this was so great, which kind of sucks. Like now you look back and you're like, hmm, my friends hated me on graduation. That's like, what did I do? And I really didn't do anything wrong. It was just like a miscommunication. But so then that summer was awesome. I didn't really feel bad about myself. I still had the same insecurities of just being a little bit bigger, like having thicker legs and I didn't think I looked bad at the time, but now I look back and I'm like, oh, like, why did I think I looked good? Like, I looked so gross, as we all do. But I'm going to say fast forward to the start of college. And I've definitely talked about in past episodes, I think, how I thrived or I felt like I thrived. Like, freshman year, I met my greatest group of friends. Like, I had my best friend, Paige. I met my friend, Helena, who's, like, one of my best friends. I had my cousin, Kristen, there. I had my cousin Amanda, like my core group of friends. I made really good friends with another group who still goes to my school and they live around here, which is awesome. But I started surrounding myself with people who made me feel good. And that's really when I realized like, oh my God, I spent so many years with people who put me down all the time. And so this was really when I noticed that my friend group in high school would put me down physically. And it was like my best friend at the time way back when, used to say certain things to me that would just make me feel so bad. And it's crazy because I remember like specific scenarios. I won't really get into the details, but when I was in my senior year and I was hanging out with like guys who were in college or I was going to like frat parties my senior year of high school at the school that I go to now. And so I would go to these parties and obviously like you drink and whatever and you're out late. And there was a point in time where I remember... I had like an AP Euro midterm on a Friday and I got invited to a frat mixer on Thursday night and I was a senior in high school and I went in like fourth or fifth period at the time. So I'm like, I've studied all I could study. I know all the material. I had straight A's. I was doing great in AP Euro and my mom said, you know, you can only study so much. If you feel confident enough for the test, then go out. And that's what I did. I went out Thursday night and I, you know, went to school the next day. It was fine. I wasn't out super late. I still got home, was able to sleep, went to school in the morning, took my Piero midterm, and I ended up getting, like, a perfect score. But before all this happened, my best friend at the time kind of narked on me where she told my mom, like, hey, I've, or she said to somebody, I don't remember who it was exactly, but it was, like, my other friend group or somebody close to me. She was like, Hallie, Hallie went to a frat party the night before her AP Euro midterm, Like, she just thought I was going off the rails. Like, she was such a goody two-shoes, and she would always make me feel bad about going out and having fun. 
meanwhile, I wasn't doing anything wrong, or at least my parents didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, but she still felt the need to like put me down about going out and having a good time and making new friends and meeting new people, kind of that I couldn't like go outside of our little mini friend group or our circle which was just so wrong now that I think about it. I never should have let her control me like that or make me feel guilty or feel bad. But at the time, yeah, she was super judgmental. She was just this, you know, perfect angel of a child and student, obviously, that she felt I couldn't, even though I had my shit handled. So whatever, not going to get into the gory details. But now I look back and I'm like, that was so toxic to be in a friendship like that. And she would put me down not only just like physically with things that I would like wear or compare me, you know, in size to her and things like that. But just genuinely me as a person, when I was like, I felt that I was finding myself, she would put me down for kind of exploring different friend groups and different things to do. So that was kind of one of the last straws of our friendship. Now that I was in college and I was doing these things with real friends that I had made, I recognized that there was nothing wrong with this and I could have been enjoying myself you know, the year prior, if I had just stood up for myself and stood up to other people and fought for what I thought was fun. But now that I was in college doing these things with people who were also participating in the same things that I was doing, I realized there was nothing wrong with that and my confidence grew probably by 10. At this point, I still didn't feel physically as confident as I do now and that's what I'm going to kind of hop into next but before I do so I just kind of want to mention that I've touched on the friendship side of things but also relationship wise I've realized that the relationship I was in in high school I would say it was kind of long term it was a little over a year but in high school that's pretty much long because I think most relationships the average is like three months at max but in that relationship, while I didn't necessarily feel horrible with him, like he would make me feel good and make me feel beautiful and great and whatever, we were in a friend group where our mutual relationship friends, the guys and the girls were like twig thin. And not that that's a bad thing, I'm not putting them down in any way or trying to skinny shame them. But in comparison to me, they were, I mean, one of them is like, or they're both models now, literally with like agencies. So that just goes to say, how I felt. They were way taller than me. They were probably each a foot taller than me. And I'm talking about the girls. So, the girlfriends we hung out with, like, his two best friends were in relationships. And so, naturally, the girlfriends and I would hang out. And they were great friends. We got along awesome when we all hung out. But being just next to them made me feel so bad about myself because they were super tall and super skinny. And I look back on photos from junior prom or that summer of 2016 or 2017, whenever it was. And I think, oh my God, I was huge. I thought I was so huge. And they would always say, Hallie, you have such a banging body or I want your body. And I think it was just all to make me feel better about myself because they could tell I didn't feel good. And I've, I expressed this to my boyfriend and he said, you know, you're beautiful, who cares, this and that. But I just didn't feel it. It's a lot. I think a lot of us in high school go through this whole comparison thing and wanting to look different from what we look like. So that's just my piece on that of being in a relationship that I also kind of, I didn't feel trapped, but I recognize that once I got out of that relationship, I thrived. I feel everyone goes through a glow up post breakup, which is awesome. And I definitely needed that. And obviously then my senior year being single, I was able to 
explore relationships, kind of like not date around, but just not have anything exclusive going on, which was what I think I needed deep down. I just needed to be alone. And that sounds super cliche that you need to be alone to find yourself because I don't think that all the time. But at that point in my life, that was just the best thing for me. So now fast forward to where I am now, which I'll probably touch on this again later in the episode, just so I kind of move a little bit more in chronological order. But I'm in an awesome relationship where I feel physically more confident because of who I'm with and he makes me feel great and I don't feel insecure in my outer appearance or deep down inside of what I like as a person just because he loves me for who I am and I feel like I don't need to change a thing to be with him or act a certain way. So definitely the relationships that you put yourself in can affect how you feel. All right, so now that we're kind of in my freshman year of college at this point in the, you know, story going on, I felt better about who I was surrounded with friends-wise. So I had great groups of friends. My social life was awesome. I was kind of dating around. I was in a mini relationship in the fall of my spring semester, uh, in the fall of my freshman semester. Oh my gosh. Uh, And that wasn't, it didn't end great. It was actually a horrible like time in my life with him, but otherwise I look back fondly on this time. I was adjusting really well to college. I've said in past episodes, I feel like those who kind of hate high school love or thrive in college. And so I was, I did great in my classes. I kind of was out of this stage of having horrible friends. And in high school, I forgot to mention, but there was just this one girl who would constantly bully me. And I hate to throw around that word bully, but now looking back, it was totally bullying and I knew it at the time. I ran into a lot of issues with girls on my kickline team who just kind of had a hatred for me and I can't explain to you or tell you why because still to this day, I don't know. All I could say is maybe jealousy and that sounds super arrogant to say, but that's honestly all I can knock it down to being is jealousy and (laughs) that's fine. But so here I am in college, great group of friends and my freshman year was awesome Now, it wasn't until about January of 2019 that I found fitness. And I would always work out here and there over the years. I have to say I'm fortunate enough that in my house we have a little workout room. Like, we have a gym in my basement, which is great. So, throughout my high school time, I would say maybe the end of my senior year, I really got into working out. Like, I would love running on the treadmill. I really got into running just distance. Like, I would run forever and ever and ever on the treadmill as long as I could. I would do the elliptical, which now I know isn't the, like, greatest thing for burning calories, but it was just something to stay active because in my senior year, I ended up having a really bad hand injury. I broke my hand and I was in a cast for a long time and I wasn't able to do kickline really. And so, in order to just kind of do things on my, on my own, I would only be able to really do cardio, obviously, because I couldn't lift weights or anything with a broken hand and being in a huge plaster cast for months. So, I would say this was when I started working out on my own. There was a point in my life in high school where I belonged to, like, LA Fitness, or I went to a gym, and I would work out, and I would do Zumba and boot camps and classes, and my mom and I would go all the time, and we kind of had this regular routine of going to the gym every night, showering, coming home, whatever. But, I would say I seriously found fitness and made it a part of my lifestyle last January. And I can't say there was any catalyst for change that made me flip a switch. I just can tell that I was unhappy with what I looked like. I think 
it had something to do with maybe me going out a lot with girlfriends in the fall because once you're in college and you're going out to bars like every week and you're dressing up kind of cute and I'm getting to know certain people I wanted my first impression to be that oh she's cute or she looks good and obviously I wanted to make myself physically look and feel better because I was trying to like date and meet guys and not that that was the whole reason or my ulterior motive I just knew personally I had to make a change to just feel better look better going out a lot with girls when you're wearing like tight clothes and you just want to look your best and feel your best so definitely I would say that winter break like that December January time of 2019 it was a combined effort of my mom and I and even sometimes my like cousin Amanda who's one of my best friends she would join my Amanda's mom Stephanie would join my best friend Paige would come over and we would work out and we would motivate each other but I would say for that entire month I had a set workout plan that I would do every week I had like the same rotating plan I would do a ton of cardio I really started to watch what I was was out what I was eating oh wow tongue twister what I was eating and I kind of took the reins on my own fitness journey, which I'm definitely going to do a whole nother episode about that in specific. So I'm not going to get too much into the details right now, but I personally just knew what I had to do for myself to feel better. So I started working out a lot and still I can say it's been pretty much a year straight of me nonstop working out about four to five times a week, sometimes six if I'm lucky, if I have enough time. So That spring semester of my freshman year, I was working out a ton. I was going out a lot, though, on top of working tutoring jobs. I was working two jobs at the time also at Panera and then as a waitress at a bar. And I just had a lot on my plate, which wasn't too much to handle. Like, I was doing quite fine, but I definitely did feel stress at times. So to get back to my whole fitness thing, I was working out, trying to do all this stuff, maintain a social life, and it got to be a lot. And I was talking to different guys. Obviously, I was single and you're in college. It's what you're going to do is you talk to guys. And I think something that definitely helped my confidence. Now, this might sound a little bit bad. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to admit this. But I kind of had my hoe phase, if you guys know. I think everyone at a point in their life goes through a hoe phase. And I was listening to a podcast actually today where they say we love a good hoe phase. Like they love a good hoe phase. Sometimes you just got to get it out of your system and go through that period in time where you're going out a lot, you're drinking, you're socializing, you're meeting different guys. And I'm not going to lie, the attention felt great. Who doesn't love being looked at or being told that you're beautiful or kind of being noticed for your appearance and your personality and just who you are as a person. It was awesome to just be a social butterfly and have guys that I knew liked me and wanted to talk to me and would talk to me and then we would go out and whatever, do our thing. So I kind of had this hoe phase and not that I was super slutty, but I just knew, damn, I'm looking much better. I had been working out since, you know, January every day for a while. I could tell physically I looked better and I felt better. And so that's a huge thing about fitness is It wasn't necessarily about losing a couple LBs here and there because it wasn't about the number on the scale for me. Losing weight wasn't my main priority. It was just about looking and feeling better because (laughs) I'm not going to say I gained the freshman 15 because I definitely didn't. I was still like active, but obviously I'd been drinking and with the busy schedule and adjusting to college and working jobs and things like that, 
my eating habits weren't the best. I could just notice like little things here and there that weren't great for me. So by me taking it upon myself to work out, I just felt better. And I think that goes for everybody. Everybody just knows once you work out, even though it's not about how you look or how you feel, I mean, how you look or how much you weigh, right? It's not about like your physical appearance. It's more about what you feel deep down. And when you start working out and you feel better about yourself and you're feeling healthy, it's kind of like an achievement. So despite maybe you're not losing the pounds, which is fine, but you're noticing a difference. And once you start to notice the results, you automatically feel more confident. Whether it's not a huge difference or other people can tell, that's not what matters. It's that your own personal self-esteem will go up because you know that you're working hard towards a goal and you'll notice the slight differences and there's nothing better than payoff and just seeing results that really motivates you because I think the more results you see, the more motivated you are to keep them coming. So that was definitely huge for me, just like feeling better, looking better, feeling the results because no matter how much I weighed or what I looked like, just knowing I was putting in the work and like actually doing it every day it just made me feel good. I could still say that to this day, although I may not look like I'm in the best shape, although I am in pretty good shape in comparison when I look back on photos. It's not about that. It's just knowing that, okay, I'm going to feel better after I go for a run. Like just doing the little things here and there that I always say it and I hear it from like Gretchen Garrity and all these people, but you never feel worse after a workout. You're always going to feel better, even if you just did the littlest thing, because I always think something is better than nothing. Even when I have a super huge, busy, packed day, if I find 30 minutes to just run on the treadmill, I'm going to do it and I know I'm going to feel 10 times better afterwards. So I'm not going to get too much into my whole fitness journey and like into detail, but that definitely made me feel more confident just knowing that I was working out even if it wasn't showing, like I said. So just to reiterate, right? So I kind of went through my whole phase. I knew I was looking good because a lot more guys were talking to me like my spring semester. And I think that also goes because I was kind of talking to someone and like in a relationship in the fall. And I use the term relationship loosely. It was just kind of, we weren't necessarily exclusive, but we were kind of dating and I wasn't really talking to other guys at the time. But so anyway, now that I've gone off on a tangent again, who I was surrounded by, again, not necessarily the best thing for me. So while I was feeling more confident physically that now I'm like, oh, I'm looking good. People are talking to me. This whole phase wasn't the best thing for me either for my confidence because I still would compare myself to other people. And the more I would like hang out with certain guys, I would think, oh my God, are they looking at my legs? Do they think I have big arms? You know, when I'm going out with girls who are in their little heels and mini skirts and little outfits, I would just think deep down, oh my gosh, are they comparing, like, do my legs look big compared to hers? Oh no, I don't want to take a photo with them unless it's from the waist up. Like, it was just crazy things that would go through my head that now I was uber conscious about my outward appearance because I was working out and I'm like, oh, are my thighs getting too muscular again? Or do you think, like, people will notice? I don't know. It was just crazy things going through my head that, again, I would pick myself apart and I don't know why I did this, but it was just something that I struggled with for a really long time. Now, fast forward to the summer. So this past summer, I have to say like after my freshman year, this was when I met my boyfriend that spring semester. And then we started like hanging out, talking, dating eventually this summer. 
and summer I felt great. I was really working out hard every single day, tough workouts, watching what I eat. And I have to say, I wasn't really necessarily like on a diet or eating super duper healthy, but I was eating healthier relative to like my past eating habits. So in my fall freshman or just my freshman year in general, I would come home and eat like mac and cheese or pasta every single day. I would grab pizza. I would get Chipotle. Just bad habits. And these are all things that I still eat to this day, but in moderation. So I can definitely say now I have a way smaller appetite than I did back then, which I think helps a lot with my journey, which I'll definitely talk about in a future episode. But just eating in smaller proportions. I think maybe getting a boyfriend kind of helped with this. I don't know. There's two sides to this because when you're first dating or talking to somebody, you don't want to show up like a pig and like eat like crazy in front of a guy. I don't know why. I just think girls are kind of conscious of how they look on a date or in front of someone when they're eating and they try to look like they eat like a mouse. But I genuinely just didn't have the appetite. After I was working out so much, I felt like I didn't want to eat a lot of food. So my appetite got smaller, I would eat in smaller proportions, and that's a super huge key for me is that when we'd go out to eat, I would always eat like half and then bring the other half home, where in the past, like a year ago, I would have just eaten the entire meal, like from start to finish, clear the freaking plate. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, those were so many calories, where now I'm splitting like where I used to eat one meal into two, where I would like eat it the next day, and then there I go, I'm saving, you know, myself from eating another meal on top of it, so... That's another trick is just eat smaller proportions or maybe always take leftovers home. That's a huge thing that helped me a lot, I think. But so me getting into a relationship, I was feeling really good. I was tan. Obviously, everybody feels better in the summer when they're like tan. I was fit at the time. My clothes were super cute. I started talking to this guy and like being in a relationship kind of. It was awesome. This was when my skin health went to crap. And I have no idea how or why or what was causing it because I really hadn't changed anything in my daily routine. Other than that, I was working out a lot, but I had been doing this for, you know, six months prior. So now we're in the summer and I have to say, I think I had really good skin in that spring because I got, I remember that I had good skin, especially, I would look back on pictures now, obviously too, that I know I had good skin, but I had short hair, like I had cut my hair into a bob. And I never would have done that had I had bad skin because I just think if you have really short, like really short hair, you have to have like good skin. I don't know why that's just a thing. If you guys think the same thing, let me know because in my head mentally, I just feel like, oh, if you have really short, like really short hair or like a edgy haircut or something like that, your skin and face has to look really good for that. Like you can't, not that you can't, but I personally couldn't cut my hair so short if I didn't feel confident everywhere else. So I felt really confident in like my body at the time, my skin at the time. So I was like, let's just do it, you know? I don't think I'd ever cut my hair that short again. But so I learned my lesson and I just remember I had really good skin up to that point. Pretty much, I was going to say like the first half of that year, but I really had never struggled with skin issues. I would get like my casual breakouts here and there from like stress or my period or whatever it was or because I was in high school and I was like super hormonal, but that was just that. Like everybody else, totally normal. I'd stopped wearing as much makeup at this time also, which I think was a good thing. But then in the summer, I like something flipped where my skin just kind of went to shit and it really took a toll on me. Like I felt super self-conscious and I think everybody does about their skin. 
and not to the point I'm not talking about like oh I'd get a pimple here I'd get a pimple there it was like my skin texture got really bad I had all of these little bumps on my chin and under my lips and then on my cheekbones I would get breakouts I would get huge ones on my forehead that would then become like scars and I didn't know what was happening and I've talked about this in past episodes or in a past episode about like I was trying all these different products just to fix it like I really didn't understand that I had like combo skin so I would try a million different harsh exfoliants like those the Neutrogena like grapefruit exfoliant or the clean and clear with these little micro plastic you know beads inside and I would scrub my face to the death basically just stripping my face of like all of my skin and oils and everything and now I know that that's so bad for me but it was definitely a stage in my life that I had to go through to realize like now how I can't take my good skin for granted because I had never obviously struggled with skin issues up to that point so this definitely took a toll on my self-esteem also because I was in like a new kind of relationship and I don't know if I we were like official at this time or you know we were still dating before we became exclusive or whatever but obviously it was still fairly new and me having bad skin made me really self-conscious to just like take off my makeup in front of him and obviously it's the summer so like when we would go to the beach or go to the pool or have like a sleepover or take a shower or I'd get out of the shower or something I never wanted to be without makeup and there was just like a time where I never wanted to wear like not wear a hat I had to wear hats to cover up my forehead acne which then I realized would just give me more forehead acne because I'm wearing the hats and it was just a horrible horrible stage in my life Now, although I had a great summer in total, like I felt pretty much good about myself otherwise, I had good skin days. Obviously, like everybody has a good skin day where they feel good, but there was definitely like a couple months where it was bad and then it got back on track and I felt awesome. Like I was tan, I was fit, I was in a good relationship, I had awesome friends, like I I was going out, I had really good time with great girlfriends. And you probably thought, like, my Instagram feed was great, or I thought it was. I was posting a lot. I was going on a lot of vacations. It was awesome. And then school kind of started. And although I felt like my skin was great, I have to say my self-esteem maybe picked up because my skin was feeling better. And I was dressing cuter. I had gotten, like, new clothes. And going into the fall, I was like, this is awesome. This is great. I have a new boyfriend. I was feeling good about myself. And then once classes started to pick up and work and school and the struggle and weight of it all kind of weighed down on me a little bit, I started feeling more down on myself and then my skin got really bad. (laughs) And I guess this was just like a horrible cycle of stress and also just like your regular hormonal breakouts, but my skin got really bad again. And I didn't know what would, like what was wrong or what was happening. And if you've heard me talk about this in a past like episode, I just had really bad, again, on my chin, on my forehead, I would wear hats every day, and it got to the point where every single day to school, I would wear a baseball cap with my hair, like, in a bun out the back, or just, I would curl it, I would wear, like, big hoodies every day, and I didn't necessarily do anything to take care of it, except for trying a million different things. So, you've heard me talk about how I tried every scrub cleanser under the sun, I tried every single moisturizer, which now I realize was so bad. So I've reflected on this in the past, but every single product that would be recommended in like any average 
YouTuber's skincare routine, I would automatically go out, buy, and try. Or I would see a commercial and be like, do you have oily skin? Try this. And I would go out and get it. And that was horrible. Trying a million different products on your face is not going to fix your face. It's going to make it worse. And I just needed to realize that me trying every single Neutrogena and Clean and Clear and drugstore product wasn't going to happen. I was spending lots of money on skincare, things that I didn't even know if they would work on me or not. And now my shower is filled with like half-used products, which is horrible. And it's just bad waste. It's bad for the environment things like that. So I learned my lesson and then I finally got my skin under control. And I'm kind of going to share what holy grail products I use to get my skin to the point where it is now. And I've been using these products for months and they're my tried and true items that I don't think I could ever go a day without. They've just done so much good like service for me. Thank God. And I think my motto now is just less is more because at the time, like I said, I was just using these super harsh cleansers or like face washes every single day, scrubbing my face to the death, using all these different face brushes and trying a million different serums and moisturizers, toners, like useless items that I didn't even need to use on my skin just because I was trying anything and everything to make my acne going go away and even my scarring which I could say has gotten so much better now I'm so much more confident I think a huge part of it too is being tan so like I would self tan or I would go tanning which hate me if you want but I'll go like once a week just to kind of keep it consistent and I tan I get very very dark in the summer just naturally from the sun but I still do wear sunscreen on like an everyday basis on my face at least which I know is really good for you you're supposed to really wear SPF like at all times and I do, which I think has helped also my scarring a lot, so I'll get into that in a sec, but I definitely think being tan, I also started, like, whitening my teeth more, either using Crest whitening strips or just, like, the regular insert that you put the gel in the little mold and put it in your teeth. That's awesome, and I think doing those little things to make yourself feel more confident, obviously, they'll help you, like, look better, but I'm not saying you need them to look beautiful. It will just make you feel pretty, when you know you're putting all this effort into like looking good and it's just nice to kind of pamper yourself so my hair grew out you know my hair got really long and I started whitening my teeth doing self-tanner or just tanning getting my nails done and little things here and there that would make me feel more beautiful I stopped getting my eyebrows done like every month because it was just so bad and I didn't need it it was a waste of money I do my eyebrows on my own little things so now getting into skincare I kind of stopped using altogether those super harsh exfoliants every single day. That is so bad for your skin. Another thing that I stopped using is makeup wipes. I don't use makeup wipes anymore. I think the like rubbing is really harsh on your skin also. It's very stripping and it's not good for you to like tug and pull your face and skin in all different directions. You're just asking for wrinkles. But, and I think your makeup wipes don't really do that much like of a good job if I'm being honest. If you guys have noticed, they don't really take off all of your makeup anyway. So I'm going to share with you guys some of my holy grail products that have turned my skin around. And if you guys have seen me lately, I know I haven't really posted on social media, but my skin is amazing right now. Knock on wood, I have felt the most confident I have ever felt in myself as a person, just physically, outwardly, but also inside because of the way my skin looks. I feel like that totally has a direct correlation to your confidence levels or at least my confidence levels I know so here are the things from the beginning I'm just gonna say I take my makeup off 
in general, let me just put this out there. I don't wear that much makeup to begin with. I have to say on a daily basis, I really only wear concealer and then like the powder to set the concealer and maybe setting spray. If I'm feeling a little bit more extra and I want to like really show off, I'll do some eyebrow gel and maybe some mascara. But on a daily basis, I'll just put a dot or two of concealer on like if I have a spot or, or like an acne scar or something just so I know, you know, oh, nothing's gonna show. But otherwise, if it's just like a daily me going to school, I really won't wear makeup at all. And if I do, it is the bare minimum of just like concealer and whatever. But so I don't wear a lot of makeup to begin with, which I think also has helped my skin a lot because after years of wearing cake face in like high school, definitely I feel the more minimal, the better because then you also don't look as powdery, as cakey. You don't look like you have this thick layer on your skin that's super noticeable. I think the more natural and the less there is, the better. That's just my motto is less is more. So starting with taking off my makeup, I'll use the Clinique Take the Day Off Balm which I really love. So I do have to just disclaim that it does have polyethylene in the balm, but if you use the milk, it's like the Clinique Take the Day Off Cleansing Milk, that doesn't have polyethylene in it, uh, which also I love. That works great too, but the balm is just more compact. I like that you kind of can take it with your finger, rub it together, and put it on your face kind of like a cleanser. I mean, it is. It's like a cleanse yeah, cleansing balm, I guess is what it's called. So that I just use kind of in place of makeup wipes just to take off whatever makeup I was wearing on the day. It breaks down your makeup really, really well. Takes off, like if you're wearing waterproof mascara, you'll see it, you just wash it. And it's so much more gentle on your skin than using a gross makeup wipe that doesn't take off nearly as much makeup as it should. And then I kind of do this double cleansing thing where I'll either just take the, use the take the day off balm I'll hop in the shower and I won't use anything in the shower. And I know this sounds crazy, but I don't really use any cleanser at all, which might sound bad. Might, people might not like that, but I think back to the days in middle school and like early high school where I wouldn't really use a cleanser or like anything crazy and I would just take my makeup off and shower and that would be that. And I had awesome, amazing skin. And obviously that was my like prepubescent skin, which probably helped also, but I think less is more. You don't need to be using all these crazy chemicals on your skin every single day and on your face, and especially if they're super drying. So for me, it took me a while to realize that I was going from having either super oily skin. So when I would have bad, bad breakouts, like my skin would get really oily in the T-zone, on my cheeks, on my chin, and it was gross looking. But then I was stripping away so much of my skin anyway that it would get so dry that I would have like dry patches and flakes that even if I put makeup on my skin just looked really rough and cracky and it was so gross like now that I think back I'm like ew why did I even do that but the more you strip your skin away the more oil your skin will produce so you could just be making it worse you know by trying to take the oil away so your skin naturally does what it needs to do because every 30 to 60 days your skin basically flakes off and then starts to you know, grow back kind of like a snake almost, <laughs> That as weird as that sounds, but you get new skin basically every 30 days anyway, so your skin takes care of itself, and so I'll really just take off my makeup with the balm, I'll shower with hot water, I'll clean my face, do my whole whatever I do in the shower, and then once I get out, I'll use micellar water, which I super, 
I'm a huge fan of micellar water. I know Tarte has a really good one, but my favorite personally is the Garnier Skin Active one. I think everyone pretty much knows what I'm talking about at this point. If you don't, I love, love, love the Garnier Skin Active Micellar Cleansing Water. I use the Blue Cap, which is the all-in-one waterproof one, and it's like basically a makeup remover, but I also kind of just use it as like a cleanse to put over my skin. And what's really nice is like you don't necessarily need to rinse it off. This one is for all skin types, which I think is awesome because everyone can use it. And there's no oil, no alcohol, and no fragrance in it. So fragrance is a huge thing that I hate in products. And I actually have seen this a lot on YouTube and I watch this guy Hiram on YouTube. He's great. I love him. Definitely watch his video because I have to disclaim I'm no expert in skincare. This is just personally what has worked for me and what works for my skin type and what has made me see a difference. So I use this micellar water to take off whatever's left, like whatever remnant is there from what I had throughout the day. And I notice so much dirt and oil and everything comes off of my skin after this step where I'll even use like two or three cotton balls to take off the rest. And I just feel really deep cleansed. Sometimes I'll even throw water over at the end, although it's not necessary just so I feel like clean. But once I do this or like even after I get out of the shower or after I do this step of micellar water... I'll take my towel and I'll kind of rub my face almost like I'm exfoliating. I won't do it super harsh, but I'll just kind of rub a little bit so that way I feel like I'm getting not only drying my skin, but I'm getting the dead like skin flakes off and then I'm exfoliating without using a super harsh brush in the shower or any kind of like scrub, which I happen to think scrubs are really bad because you really shouldn't be exfoliating every single day. You should maybe do it once or twice a week. I have to say don't use any more masks like Face masks used to be a huge thing for me. I used to love them. I think they're just kind of like gimmicky and the ones that I would use didn't really have any other like purpose other than just for fun because they didn't do much to save my skin or like help it in any way. It was just something that was like fun to put on and wash off or peel off and do as like an activity. But now I really don't try anything on my skin. Like, I don't like to take any chances because now that it's in such good condition, I don't want to mess it up. So even if I find a really good face mask that I think will be fun, I don't even risk putting it on my face. I just think it's asking for trouble. So after I take my makeup off and I shower and I do my micellar water and I kind of rub my face to exfoliate just a little bit and dry it, this is when I go in with my, like, serum. It's not necessarily... I guess it's a serum, but it's basically niacinamide, <laughs> which I hate saying this, but it really doesn't have a name. So it's by The Ordinary, and I think The Ordinary is a great brand. They're sold at Sephora. They have their own website, but it's a really affordable brand. Like, I think this goes without saying, but this is obviously not sponsored in any way. These are just truly things and, like, items and products that I love and I use on the daily that have really helped me a lot. And so the niacinamide, it's 10% and it's a high strength vitamin and mineral blemish formula. So this in itself, niacinamide is an awesome chemical and Ordinary does a really good job at finding like the highest concentration that they can give you of this mineral and chemical itself that does the work for you without having to buy like super expensive products that just add this niacinamide with like a million other ingredients and it doesn't really work. So this is like raw niacinamide. It's like a serum. You could put it on morning and night. And I basically just put it on places that I have acne scarring or blemishes. And this tightens your pores. Like I've really noticed that it closes my pores. It gets rid of my acne scarring. 
and it's just overall a really good product. I think it's it also reduces like redness and inflammation. It just has a bunch of great properties. If you look up niacinamide for your skin, it's awesome, awesome. And I think The Ordinary is an amazing product. Something else that I've used in the past for scarring is the uh, Derma E Scar Gel, which is like aloe vera and vitamin E. And you could put that really just concentrated on like scars. I wouldn't put it everywhere because I have noticed like maybe I'll get a pimple somewhere that I'll put the this scar gel on. I don't know. That was just something that I noticed over time. So I really use a little bit, like a little, little amount, a little tiny layer just over where I've had scarring. I also forgot to mention another thing that I use if I don't have my take the day off cleansing balm. I use the, uh, the Drunk Elephant Sly Makeup Melting Butter Cleanser. And this is the Kiwi Strawberry Seed Blend with Virgin Marula Oil. So this kind of melts away your makeup also. That's just another one. Drunk Elephant some people love or hate it. It is on the pricier side, but that's just another product that I've used in the past. And then I really have to say my saving graces, my tried and trues that I use day and night. Love these the mostest. It is the Dermot E Vitamin C Concentrated Serum and Renewing Moisturizer. And I use these together. So after I do my ordinary niacinamide serum on just like my scarring and maybe my pores and stuff or blemishes, I will put the serum on, which is the vitamin C, and it has hyaluronic acid. I'll put this on all over a very generous amount because I'll find my skin will be really, like, dry after I get out of the hot shower, especially in the winter. And then I'll do the renewing moisturizer right after, which has probiotics and rubio, ruibos. I don't even know how to say this, but basically they're just really lightweight serum and moisturizer that work really well together and I find that the vitamin C is super hydrating. It brings back a lot of the vibrance. It's pretty much gotten rid of a lot of my acne scarring also and it just makes my skin feel so soft and when I wake up in the morning it's so clear and revitalized and it just kind of brings back the moisture that I lost by taking a hot shower and removing all my makeup and drying it with a towel and stuff. So those are definitely my tried and true two products. I recommend them to everybody. I think they work wonders. I've gotten my boyfriend onto the trend also. But, and then lastly, I don't really get many blemishes anymore, but if I do get them, I love Pimple Patches. The brand that I use is from The Glam Up, and you can find them on Amazon for super cheap also. There used to be a coupon code that I used, but it hasn't worked in a little while, but it's a two-step spot care. The packs that I use, I buy like a two-pack and each pack comes with 18 patches and I have probably used these like, I don't know, maybe for three months now, three or four months. I haven't needed them like every day or anything, so a pack or two goes a long way. I've probably only used like three packs in the last three months. So the 18 patches, there's six of like these little little ones there's six of the bigger regular ones and then there's six of what's called the micro needling patch so in the center it has this little micro needle technology that i'll put on huge blemishes that kind of like really take away my blemish like the actual bacteria itself and what i love about these is it's super satisfying i'll put them on i'll leave them on overnight sleep with them or keep them on as long as i can honestly they're clear so they're really not that noticeable and then by the time, like, you're ready to take it off, you can notice all of the white, like, bacteria on it. I don't really know if it's bacteria or if it's just the little remnants. There's a word for it. It's like the little, I don't know what the word is. I've definitely heard it before. 
but it's the stuff that comes out of like your skin when you pop a pimple kind of basically that's what I think about it and I think they work great I'll wake up and my blemish will literally be gone in one night from using this pimple patch and it's amazing so again that's the glam up they're on Amazon but I'll use those only for like spot treatment so that now that my rant is over obviously it's really hard because it's on a podcast and it's not a video so you can't actually see the products that I'm using and I can't give you guys my in-depth skincare tutorial not that I would I don't think it's really useful to watch somebody else do their skincare routine because everybody has different skin everybody reacts differently to different products and everybody's in need of different things so obviously if you're set on your skincare routine and it works for you keep on doing it girlfriend but this was just what has honestly helped me and it's been my saving grace and to get back to what this whole episode was about is this whole skincare routine has really brought me back on track with feeling confident about myself because like I've said having good skin instantly makes me feel better about myself and it makes me feel more confident and more just bold and fearless and a little bit you know more self-assured in just what I look like what I feel like and if you look good and you're gonna feel good if you feel good you look good it's just a lot of less like self-doubt in my mind so that about wraps up like my skincare segment that was just a minor detail although I went really in on this my skin is a huge part of me feeling confident and so over the past year that being something that I struggled with and feeling like I didn't want to leave the house or go to school or even show my skin in front of people like my boyfriend who I knew he like loved me no matter what and everybody has breakouts I didn't want to be seen with breakouts in front of him which was really embarrassing but I think just to recap all together I think I've grown a lot as a person, not only just because I'm more confident and my self-esteem is way better than it was a year ago, and a lot of that had to do with the people that I was surrounding myself with, so people who would obviously put me down and make me feel guilty about having fun or exploring things and being who I wanted to be and making new friends, those people aren't the best for you. Honestly, you're, the best people for you are people who want to see you be the best you. And although that's like a tongue twister, only surround yourself with people who are happy for you and happy for your achievements and your friends shouldn't be jealous of you doing better for yourself. So that's definitely something that I've learned and I'm not going to let friends put me down or feel guilty about how I look or things that I'm doing. Definitely also with relationships. I'm so lucky and grateful I have a guy who makes me feel like so confident and I can totally be 100% myself around I have looked the ugliest of uglies in front of him and he feels no different about me and I think that goes both ways so that's obviously awesome. I don't feel insecure when I'm, you know, at my most vulnerable self, meaning like no makeup, fresh out the shower, wet hair, looking like a wet rat, practically naked, you know, and me just feeling confident in my body and that goes back to my fitness journey. Even though I might not necessarily look lighter or thinner and stronger or whatever the case may be because I know I'm putting in the work I feel a lot more confident just in myself for trying hard and working hard and staying at it so the number on the scale obviously does not define you it definitely doesn't define me because I'm probably I've been the same weight like this entire time or I've lost 10 pounds here or there or sometimes 
Like, there's a point where I was down 15 to 20 pounds and I felt and looked great, but I still feel just as good because I know I'm working out constantly. And again, my eating habits, which definitely reflect on my skin also. I'm not eating junk food every single day, although I do. Anybody who knows me knows I love my freaking french fries. French fries to the day I die. I've been eating Cold Stone probably once or twice a week for like the past couple months, but it's all about balance. You shouldn't have to restrict yourself on what you want to eat. Don't let people make, don't let people make you feel bad or don't let people, yeah, don't let people make you feel bad about things that you want to eat or things that you enjoy. I don't think you should necessarily go crazy health nut and restrict yourself on eating things. I think you only live once, so just eat things in moderation. Don't have, obviously, french fries and McDonald's every single day, like I probably would if I had the choice, but it's just about many choices here and there. So, again, my skin was a huge part of that also, just knowing that I have a good skincare routine and it's been on track and I feel more confident without makeup. Again, that goes back to having a boyfriend that I don't feel like I need to wear makeup all the time because I'm not meeting a bunch of new people every day. I'm not trying to impress different guys and things like that. That's also a huge part of it. So I hope something in this episode helped you. Again, this was just a really personal topic for me to talk about, a touchy subject that I've never talked about in the past. And although I had nothing written down, I really didn't have any notes for this episode. I'm happy with what I've talked about and things that I've touched upon. And I may not have gotten into all the details, but at the same time, I feel like this is one huge rant and one huge tangent. So I'm sorry about that, but I definitely will have an episode in the future that will talk all about my fitness journey in depth, things that personally I have done that I've seen major differences, and I can't wait to get to that eventually. So I really hope all of you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening please, please, please maybe subscribe or leave a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate that. And you can find me on Instagram at Hallie McKenzie or at the Wholeheartedly Podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and being patient with me. And please stay tuned for next week's episode.